Welcome to the conversation at airsafe.com. I'm your host, Dr. Todd Curtis. This is show number 73, Complacency and the Qantas A330 Accident of 7 October 2008. The accident earlier this month involving a Qantas Airbus A330 on a flight from Singapore to Perth seriously injured several passengers, but didn't result in any fatalities. While the event drew substantial news media attention in Australia and Asia, there was very little mention of it by major U.S. media. This is very likely another example of how when it comes to airline events, it's difficult to get the attention of the U.S. public or of the policymakers in the U.S. if no one is killed. My belief was that there would have been more media attention in the U.S. if there had been at least one recent fatal event involving a U.S. airline. While researching recent fatal U.S. events, I found that the most recent passenger fatality on a U.S. airliner was in August 2006. Looking back further, I realized that the U.S. airline industry had quietly passed a milestone. The 26-month period between the last fatal U.S. event and the date of this recording on October 21, 2008, is the longest period without a passenger fatality on a U.S. airliner since airlines in the U.S. first began using jet aircraft in 1958. One could argue that there's a certain amount of public complacency about airline safety when there are no major accidents. Looking through my archives, I found that this wasn't the first time I dealt with this subject. In late May 2004, the U.S. airline industry was in the midst of another fatality-free period. At the time, it had been nearly 17 months since the last fatal U.S. airline event. That month, I was interviewed as part of a national public radio program on airline safety that discussed some of the reasons for that absence of fatal events. In the following segment, you'll hear my interview with Mike Pesca of NPR about some of the reasons behind the reduction of accidents. Also interviewed was David Evans of the publication Air Safety Week, who talked about how accidents drive the regulatory process. People like to complain that journalists never report good news, just disasters and blunders. Well, this just in from Day to Day's Mike Pesca. Although you may have overlooked it, there has not been a commercial airline crash in this country for almost a year and a half. And that's the longest we've gone without one in more than 20 years. Here is Mike Pesca reporting on what may lie behind an unprecedented period of air safety. Taken as a whole, the attacks of September 11, 2001, were the deadliest acts of terrorism on U.S. soil. And when ground fatalities are taken into account, it was also the deadliest air disaster. Two months later, over 200 people died when a plane bound for the Dominican Republic crashed in Queens. But since then, only one major crash. 21 people died on an Air Midwest flight in Charlotte, North Carolina. That was January 2003. Since then, there have been no multiple fatality airline crashes, which is the good news. But Todd Curtis, who runs the website airsafe.com, says celebration isn't really justified. I think it's just coincidental. It's one of those periods of aviation history where you have 10 or 15 million flights in a row for U.S. carriers without a fatal event. And it's happened before September 11th, where you've had 5 or 10 million flights without an incident. It's happened after September 11th. Airsafe's Todd Curtis, who used to be a safety analyst for Boeing, says that progress has certainly been made, but that new, complex airplanes bring with them complex problems. In the old days, in the 1960s, early 70s, uh, there were the obvious things. The wing fell off, a particular system jammed. Those things have been resolved. The things that happen these days, it is a combination of things, usually technological as well as human, happening at the same time in the worst possible way that tends to make a crash happen. So everything that happens these days is a learning experience. 
David Evans, editor of Air Safety Week, says the absence of fatalities could lead to a lack of urgency in dealing with air problems. And there still are plenty of problems, he points out. If we look at the uh, database maintained by the National Transportation Safety Board, uh, there is a uh, steady increase over a 20-year period in the number of accidents. And that is a source uh, of obvious concern, uh, since an accident that doesn't result in deaths or injuries is uh, really one that just uh, got lucky. David Evans explains the FAA uses accidents to make future air travel safer, but fatalities are what really drives reform. Following uh, the crash of the value jet uh, into the uh, Florida Everglades, as we've uh, retrofitted uh, smoke uh, and fire uh, detectors and fire extinguishing equipment in the belly holes of all of those uh, narrow-body uh, twin jets. That was a considerable effort uh, affecting uh, a thousand or more airplanes, and it was conducted within a, a three-year period. Evans thinks it's possible for the FAA to break from this tragedy-leading-to-reform model, but he isn't convinced by the latest statistics that it's happened just yet. For one thing, the FAA justifies changes using a cost-benefit analysis. Major air disasters are convincing illustrations of the costs. But sometimes more than one type of reform is necessary, as in the case of a recent Swiss air crash over Canada, which prompted removal of flammable insulation. We only get one trip to an accident. The FAA would like to move out, I think, more aggressively on some wiring and electrical system safety issues, which were revealed in the Swiss Air 111 crash, but they've now used that crash to justify one major initiative, and so uh, they, they're sort of uh, not able to go back and use that for uh, that accident for another. It's one symptom of why critics say FAA stands for Fix After Accident. But Marion Blakely, the administrator of the FAA, he maintains the agency is becoming more forward-looking and says a lot of progress has been made not through laws but by promoting airline industry self-regulation. She warns against complacency and says that the government and the industry must still remember that they haven't totally eliminated accidents but believes that goal can be attained. For Day to Day, I'm Mike Pesca. Five months after the show aired, a regional airliner crashed in Missouri, killing both crew members and 11 of the 13 passengers, bringing to an end a 21-month period with no U.S. passenger fatalities. Currently, the U.S. airline industry has gone 26 months without a passenger fatality. This current fatality-free period is a sign that in spite of all the problems in the industry, that the risk faced by passengers continues to decline. Although this record is a positive sign for the industry, the recent Qantas event demonstrated that no airline, even one with no passenger fatalities in its history, is immune from accidents. I'd like to remind the airsafe.com audience that however good the system may be, there's always room for improvement. One way to improve things is to learn from those rare events such as what happened with Qantas earlier this month. Airsafe.com will continue to follow the accident investigation, and any future podcasts about the event or news from the investigation will be available at Qantas.airsafe.org. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.